0: Welcome to Rick Stock Still Live, powered by Middle Tennessee Electric, your locally owned electric cooperative and your trusted energy advisor. Be part of the show by emailing your questions to radio at goblueraiders.com or tweeting us using the hashtag AskStock. Rick Stockstill Live is brought to you by Ascend Federal Credit Union, the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics, Lewis Bakeries, Bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, and Healthy Life Breads. Bud Light, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Now, here's your host, the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. Let's go!
1: Welcome in to another edition of Rick Stockstall Live tonight on this Tuesday here at the Kennan Hall of Fame building on the MTSU campus. And uh, glad to have you with us on a uh tuesday night following a blue raider victory at troy 20 to 17 and the uh, palladium trophy made its way back up i65 and coach there all wins are good that one was pretty satisfying
2: yeah it was a good win chip really happy for our players and uh very deserving of it uh practiced and prepared very hard had a good edge had a good uh sense of urgency going down there and uh a little bit of revenge, a little redemption, you know, that we wanted to prove that we were better than what we played, you know, in week two. And I think our guys – well, I know our guys did that. And, uh, you know, played a really complete football game, very complimentary uh, football game in all three phases. And, uh, you know, I thought we just – we dominated them defensively. I thought we stoned them and uh, really did a great job. You know, they scored 47 the first game and you know, we held them to 10 for 59 and a half minutes. And then they got, you know, one there late. And, um, you know, offensively, you know, we, we controlled the clock and, you know, had it for 37 minutes. And, you know, the big thing is we didn't turn the ball over. And uh, that's been a an Achilles heel a little bit for us this year. We have just haven't protected the ball very well offensively. And it's, and it's cost us at times. So that was good. And then I thought our kicking game was excellent. You know, we uh, – you know we punted good we uh you know fielded all their kicks all their punts you know we didn't the ball didn't hit the ground we didn't you know with our rugby kicks and, and get a little extra yardage in there the hidden yardage um, you know Cruz made a big time kick after missing that one and the mental toughness that he showed to come out there and kick that one which was a career long and then we you know, fielded the onside kick, and uh, our kickoff coverage teams covered really well, also. So, to me, it was a really complete, complementary football game in all three phases.
1: It was a lot of good things happened. We will uh, certainly uh, dive into that in our next two segments. We'll talk about the first half and second half. One of the things that was uh, on my mind and uh, meant to bring it up last week, and uh, and, and and made a point to. Uh, to have it, uh, have it with us tonight. And that is, you know, we, we talk about success on the field and we talk about success in the classroom. And uh, th- there was some news that came out uh, middle of last week about the graduation success rate. And uh, <clears throat> Middle Tennessee Athletics overall set a new school record <clears throat> with a 93 score and that was good enough to be number two in the league behind Rice. Rice was at 94, Middle Tennessee at 93. Now when you break out just football, Middle football was uh, easily number one in the conference with a 95 score. Rice was second at uh, 88, and then it, it went on from there. And, I, and, 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 and I'm not exactly sure you know, of all the formulas that go into it. I know that me, that is a time period from like 2010 to 2014 or whatever it works out at. But still, I mean, it, it is a work in progress all along. And I know you're proud of the work that goes in to make that happen.
2: Yeah, there's no question, Chip. And, uh, you know, that 95, 95% was third in the country. Not only were, were we first in the conference, but, you know, we were third in the country behind Northwestern and Duke. And, uh, you know, so I'm very proud of our players. uh you know, Wes Hofacker, a, a former player, you know, he does a great job with our, our student, our football players academically. And then Todd Wyant and Madison Lawrence over there, you know, they do a great job also. But just really proud of our football players, our team, uh, you know, because that, the bottom line is that's what you come here for, you you know, to leave here with your degree. Uh, yeah, you want to be as, as good a football player as you can be, but eventually, you know, somebody's going to tell you, that you can't play football anymore and you better have something to stand on. And uh, that's why I talk so much to them about academics and, uh, you know, really proud of what, they've, what we've accomplished uh, in that time
1: i tell you, when you have 105 guys on your roster somewhere in that neighborhood and have a 95 score, that, that's outstanding. Middle had eight programs that scored a perfect 100. That included baseball, <clears throat> men's basketball, men's golf, men's tennis, women's basketball, women's golf, soccer, and volleyball. They had a 100 score. Football was right there at 95. And as you mentioned, Northwestern uh, in football only scores had a 97. Duke had 97. Vanderbilt was 95, and uh, so middle is right there and has been for years. Yeah. Uh, and, and Notre Dame is typically in that mix, but but you have those. That's kind of the five right there yeah. that we see year in, year out.
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, just something that just popped up this year. You know, our guys have been doing that at a consistent level, you know, since I've been here. So uh, really proud of them, and they should be proud of themselves because, uh, you know, it's uh it's pretty incredible pretty close to 100 percent like you said when you've got over 100 guys uh you know it's uh pretty remarkable
1: yeah and and, and i think that that uh, the blue raider nation can take a look at that story and look at that across the board that it that it uh that everybody is pulling is pulling the chain right there and for department-wide to be at a at a 93 department-wide uh you know that that there's a lot of people who deserve credit for that, starting with the student athletes, yeah, you know the
2: whole athletic department and you know Chris Masaro, you know he he preaches at every meeting we have and uh, he deserves a lot of credit for it also and Dr. McPhee because of what his expectations are for it also but you know a lot of people are involved uh, in it, you know, coaches uh, at every sport, you know Dr. McPhee and Chris. Masaro and you know, and then, but ultimately, it comes down to the players, their desire to be great at everything they do, and being great academically is one of them.
1: Well, also during this segment, uh, each and every week this season, we've kind of talked about okay, where are we? Uh, where is the league right now as far as you know the the COVID situation that we have uh, we've all had to deal with? We've seen uh, here in the last three or four weeks, we've seen the surge that has gone on uh, throughout the state, throughout the country, but uh, also we're seeing games being lost. Kind of give me your take on where you're you're seeing things right now with with your own team and with also what you're seeing with potential opponents and how that's going.
2: Yeah, you know, I think, Chip, the big thing is you're seeing more and more games canceled. And, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, because of contact tracing or because of, you know, guys, you know, getting infected with it, but you're seeing it more and more. And, you know, like I was talking to Skip the other day, Holtz, and they've had four straight games, you know, canceled there at La Tech and, uh, UAB canceled. I saw here today that they canceled Southern Miss and, uh, you know, so there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's not getting better, you know, and, uh, it's frustrating, you know. It's frustrating for the players, you know, because they're they're the ones that are practicing and doing it, and then, you know, at any moment the rug can be pulled out from under them. And uh, you know, we're doing okay. You know, uh, probably, you know, hadn't been a great week this week, uh, but you know, we're, we're we we've got to be one of the teams that have, you know, played more games than anybody in the country. You know, and so I think overall we've done a great job, uh, you know. So we would just have to wait and see, you know, how this week plays out. But, you know, our guys have done a, a fantastic job, you know, to get to this point in the season.
1: And, you know, n- now here we are. Graduation was Saturday. Uh, you have uh, main, pretty much everybody has left campus. So uh, classes, I guess a few are still going on. There's some things online and and, and, and finals, everything in finals is going to be virtual, I think. Does that allow you to be in some sort of a pseudo bubble, I guess, at, at this point? Or, or, or what are your thoughts on that?
2: No, I mean, tomorrow's the last day of classes and then exams start next Friday, December 4th. I, I don't think so because... You know, there's so many of these classes, you know, our guys have been online anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or remotely. There's been a handful of, you know, the younger guys have, you know, had some in-class stuff. uh, But most of it has been online, and uh, it's not a conducive, it's not a great way for learning. You know, I feel like, you know, you learn better being in a classroom, so... This semester has been hard from that standpoint, and uh, but we've done a good job. We've we've handled it, and uh, and then like you said, after tomorrow, you know it'll just be us, and I guess basketball and other the sports, women's basketball, that are going to be on campus um, because exams. You are right, Chip. Will be all online.
1: Rick Stocks Alive is presented by Middle Tennessee Electric, your locally owned electric cooperative and trusted energy advisor. We'll break in to the Middle Tennessee-Troy game, check out some first-half highlights, and talk more with coaches. We continue after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College.
5: As an IT professional, you spend your days
4: identifying opportunities and finding solutions to each day's challenges. Partnering with reliable service providers like RJ Young is important to ensuring your office is running efficiently. 25% of an IT manager's time is spent managing IT security solutions. See how RJ Young can help secure your printers, protect your data, and automate your processes, giving you more time to focus on what really matters. Visit rjyoung.com security to learn more.
6: Every week, our Blue Raiders go the extra mile to make sure they're at their very peak. At Sunbelt Bakery, they do the same thing to make sure their granola bars are at their peak. Every week, Sunbelt Bakery brings new batches of granola bars from their bakery to your neighborhood. That's why Sunbelt Bakery's granola bars taste like they just baked them. Because they did. Try a Sunbelt Bakery granola bar today and taste the difference. Sunbelt Bakery. Bakery fresh taste. No preservatives.
0: flagship station for Blue Raiders lead Sports.
1: Welcome back in. Coach Rick Stocks joining us tonight. Rick Stocks live, presented by Middle Tennessee Electric. Also brought to you in part by the Murfreesboro Post, Rutherford County's local newspaper. Subscriptions to the Post are just $20 a year. For 52 issues, visit online at MurfreesboroPost.com today. And Coach, the uh, Blue Raiders traveled down to Troy, Alabama over the weekend and Game it was uh, early on, uh, you know, dominated by defenses pretty much. Uh, the uh, Troy scored on their opening drive uh, to go up three nothing. But uh, after an exchange of punts, you guys uh, took the lead for good, basically at seven three.
2: Yeah, uh, again, I thought our defense was really really special. Uh, you know, we to me we 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 stoned them. Like I said earlier, um, we shut down the run. We didn't give up, you know, big plays in the passing game. They hit a post on us that first drive where they got a field goal. But we did an outstanding job defensively, and field position was critical, uh, you know, we, throughout the game, um, especially in the second half. And uh, I thought in the second half, neither offense was really productive. You know, we we scored um, – what, a field goal in the second half is all we got? Right. And, uh, you know, they got the touchdown there at the end. And, uh, you know, but, you know, we played the field position, time of possession. I think we had the ball 20-plus minutes in the in the, in the the second half to their 10. And, uh, you know, so I thought that was a, a huge part of the game. But, you know, we're, again, it goes back to I thought we really played good complementary football.
1: You know, you when you you go back to September and in that game they had a huge edge in time of possession, the number of plays they ran over ninety plays in the ball game, and you guys had sixty some odd. Uh, at, at that point, uh, what do you think the key was? I mean, I guess neither team is exactly what they were, you know, two two plus months ago.
2: Yeah, you know, it's hard to say, you know, about them because you're not there the whole time, but. You know, I go back and I look at it, and you know, we were coming off that Army game where we, you know, we were down. I think four guys in our front seven uh, guys hadn't played a bunch of football. Reed, you know, Blankenship hadn't played much because of his quarantine and basically the month, last half of July and August. You know, Jaron Pierce didn't play. Um, you know, he didn't. He came back like three days before the Army game. You know, so I think we had a lot of guys like that, uh, and we just didn't play very good. You know, on top of everything else, so I just think our guys were, you know, had played more, had practiced more, you know, than what they had, uh, you know, that in, going into week two. Yeah. And uh, and then also, I mean, you did, that was the first game for Troy, so you're kind of guessing and, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do because you don't have any tape to evaluate. And, uh, you know, so now we had a better idea what they were going to do. We had a better plan.
1: Your two touchdowns in the first half came uh, by way of of uh, the running game. Shaton uh, Mobley, who uh, had, had a, a nice day, ran extremely hard downhill, had a four-yard touchdown run uh, with 44 seconds to go in the first quarter that gave you the 7-3 lead. And then Frank Pizant uh, had his first touchdown as a Blue Raider capping off an eleven-play, seventy-one-yard drive uh, that came about midway through the second quarter, and both of those young men ran very, very hard.
2: Yeah, I, I thought you know, and I, I've said it before this week, you know, that I thought Shaitan ran like who he is. You know, at times, you know, this season he's tried to wiggle and be a jitterbug and make you miss, and that's not him. You know, he's a put he's a put your foot in the ground and and run through you. And uh, so I thought he did a better job of being who he is. And then Frank, I mean, I just love Frank. I love his attitude, how he practices, how he works. And I think because Frank started, Frank earned the starting position or starting position there, you know, for the Troy game. And I think that kind of woke up Chaton a little bit that, uh, you know, he was he was challenged competitively. And, uh, you know, Frank ran really good, had some really nice runs, you know, didn't have a lot of yards to show for, but they were good physical, you know, conversion runs. And, you know, I was happy to see him get his first touch, touchdown.
1: Yep. Uh, And uh, I noticed again that Frank was number one on the depth chart uh, as it came out this week at at running back. Uh, What is, what is his ceiling, his upside?
2: You know, I, I think he's got great potential and, you know, we signed him as a linebacker and then... We got the two, you know, grad transfers, uh, and then when they opted out, uh, you know, I thought we need to put, you know, uh, Frank back at, you know, running back. So, uh, you know, he was a 2,000-yard rusher in high school as a really, really good linebacker. He'd be a good linebacker for us here, uh, but I think he's got a chance to be a really good, you know, running back. He catches the ball well. Uh, He's conscientious. He's smart. Uh, and, again, his, his work ethic is, is really impressive for a young man.
1: Middle Tennessee did add a field goal late in the first half, a uh, 22-yarder from Cruz Holt, but more heroics from the Independence product would come in the second half. The Blue Raiders led at halftime by a score of 17-10. to 10. We'll talk about the second half and how the Raiders put it away at Troy after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College.
8: Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're tailgating with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help tackle your hunger and give you energy. So pick up Bunny Buns and Bunny Bread today.
5: It's sure to be a winner. That's what I said.
0: News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports.
1: Welcome back into Rick to live tonight, presented by Middle Tennessee Electric. I want to remind you that this holiday season, Stones River Town Center is giving away a five hundred dollars shopping spree to a lucky fan. Visit the Blue Raider Athletics Facebook page to register to win middle tennessee led 17 to 10 and and, then at halftime and coach besides the the uh, offensive points on the board you had uh, a really nice interception by jonathan butler in the first half wanted to talk about and kind of bookend that with another uh, a big play i thought one of the biggest plays of the second half was greg great's interception in the end zone
2: yeah two two big time big time plays and uh you know, uh, Jonathan started it out and you, we scored on that, on that, uh, after that turnover, you know, so he made a, a really nice catch on a dig route and, uh, you know, got a little bit of yards afterwards, but, you know, Jonathan has been a really good player. He's playing hurt, uh, very competitive, very tough young man who I respect immensely and, uh, has had a nice season so far. And then the, uh, play that Greg made in the end zone, uh great ball skills. Greg judges the ball well. He times things. Uh and again, he's playing hurt right now and uh but no, Greg I think he's I know he's leading the conference in interceptions and maybe leaving the leading the country or, or is up there pretty close anyway.
1: Yeah, he was he was right there uh, tied with three and, and his fourth uh which came Saturday may have uh, put him into that uh, that spot all by himself, you know defense can or the offense continued even though they didn 't score put together some uh, some nice drives that took up clock and got you deep into the ball game, took over late in the third quarter uh, had a twelve play drive that ended up with a missed field goal and and and, and then you come back after forcing Troy into a punt uh, after missing a thirty three yarder you 're in a spot. At the 31-yard line on a fourth and two, and you call on Cruz Holt to uh, to attempt a 49-yarder, and uh, I thought that sent a huge message to him about the confidence that you have in him, and and uh, and and what he. I mean, he's over 200 points now uh, in his career, but uh, what, the the thinking, and you know, after after a miss, do you want to go back to a kicker almost as quickly as you can to let him regain that confidence?
2: I, you know, not necessarily. I, don't, I mean, every every situation is different. But I have a ton of confidence in Cruz. And, uh, you know, if I didn't, I wouldn't have tried those 50-yarders at, at Rice, 52-yarder mm-hmm. uh, at Rice, you know. And then the one at Marshall was, you know, 54, 55. But, you know, that's at the end of the half. But, you know, Cruz is a tough uh, young man. He's a tough player. Um uh, I respect him, I I have confidence in him, and, you know, the mental toughness that he showed because that was a huge kick, the one he missed, you know, 33-yarder, you're on the 16-yard line, and you got a chance to make it a two-score game with, you know, nine minutes or ten minutes left in the game, whatever it was, you know, you got a chance there to really seize control of the game, and he missed it. And then uh, our defense did a great job of of holding him and forcing him another punt. And we get the ball with 7.57 and uh, go back down there. Now we, you know, try a 49-yarder, and, you know, it's a career long, and he knocks it in, and, you know, we give him the ball back with 2.37. Yep. uh, You know, or something like that. And just, uh, you know, so the toughness, the mental toughness that, that Cruz showed, really not a whole lot different than the Rice game you know, uh you know, making that one, you know, there to send it into overtime. So no, I, I have a ton of confidence in Cruz. Yep. The
1: uh not only did he make the forty nine yarder uh but you guys uh took five minutes or four minutes and thirty seconds off the clock to do it. And then when you're up twenty to ten and Troy gets the ball with two thirty remaining your defense forced them to snap it a a lot of times before they got that, that touchdown with about, what, about 30 seconds to play.
2: Yeah, we did a good job. You know, we kept the ball in front of us. Uh, you know, they, they did a good job. We had a hard time, you know, getting to the quarterback, putting pressure on him. But, you know, we got, we did a really good job of not giving up explosion plays, and we kept them in bounds, you know, a lot of the time. So we made them use their timeouts and, and whatnot there. So it was, uh, you know, you'd like to have held them out. Uh, but at least in that case, we made them use a lot of time, and then all we had to do was recover the onside kick to win it.
1: Yep, and I was going to ask you, did you get what you expected there, or did they do anything – they looked like they had something kind of cute going on with it.
2: No, I mean, they they had shown it earlier in the year, you know, how they bring two kickers out there like they did, and then they put one in motion, and they always kicked it to the side where that kicker went, you know, so – we lined up and that's. I, I let our guys get a look at it. Then I called timeout, you know, to make sure that we th- our players saw what they needed to see. And we talked about it just a little bit more there. And, uh, but our players handled it really well, did a great job with it, executed good, it perfectly.
1: A good baseball manager has his infielders in the right place. You had Reed Blankenship in his good hands in a yeah. perfect spot to make that play.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and and I was, we were having we were making some adjustments because Reed got hurt, mm-hmm. you know, on that on their last drive and came out for a few plays, and uh, you know his toughness. You know, he went in back in in a critical situation.
1: Yep, made a good play. Raiders then run out the clock and they win it, 20 to 17 at Troy. And after a very short stint uh, down in Troy, Alabama, the Palladium Trophy made its way back up the uh, Interstate 65 and uh, will be housed in the uh, Kennan Hall of Fame building as uh, it, its rightful home. 20-17 to 17 Raiders win it. Now we turn our attention. FAU will be in town on Saturday for a 2.30 kick nationally televised on the CBS Sports Network, but, of course, here on the Blue Raider Network as well. And uh, the radio voice of FAU, Ken Lavica, joins us next right here on Rick Stocks Live from the Blue Raider Network in Learfield IMG College.
2: Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Coach Rick Stockstill. Have you heard about the MTSU debit card from Ascend Federal Credit Union? This is exactly what you need for your busy lifestyle. Need some cash? Use this card fee free at Ascend's two on-campus ATMs and at thousands of ATMs worldwide. Bank where the Blue Raiders belong. Ascend Federal Credit Union. Exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics.
4: Ascend is federally insured by NCUA. Visit us at ascend.org.
8: Take a time out with Bunny Bread, proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Perfect for tailgating or enjoying with your home team, Bunny gives you the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So score big with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and cheer the
9: Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said,
0: News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports.
1: Welcome back into Rick Stocks to live tonight from the Kennon Hall of Fame building here on the Blue Raider campus and our show presented locally by Middle Tennessee Electric, your locally owned electric cooperative and trusted energy advisor. We head down to South Florida now to Boca to hear from my pal ken lavica the voice of the fau owls and ken joining us by zoom tonight and ken are you there
10: i am Chip. good to talk to you my friend always good to hear your voice
1: well same here and uh technology continues to amaze uh <laughs> saturday uh you guys will make a trip uh, back to murfreesboro we've had an uh all of us have had an eventful fall but uh looking at when you look at at fau it was uh one of those situations where they had a hard time getting the season started, but once they have, they have played really well.
10: Yeah, it's been nice to uh, – this novel concept in 2020 of playing in consecutive weeks has been a, a good thing for FAU, and you're right. It took us a while to get going. Uh, games against Minnesota and Stony Brook got outright canceled. It's supposed to open the season at Georgia Southern, but we ended up here in Boca having a COVID outbreak. So that game didn't happen. Uh, US app had an issue uh, after they played at Notre Dame, who had a COVID outbreak. So we didn't have a, a revised home opener. And we had issues trying to go to Southern Miss once again with a second outbreak. But finally we we're able to get things rolling and, uh, this is a, a lot different identity of a team than you've grown accustomed to over the last three years, Chip, where uh, this is a team that relies on its defense now. Uh, one of the best defenses in the country in what is a bizarre year. Obviously we all know that, but scoring defense and tackles for loss. If top 10 in the country, two top 10 tackles for loss and sack contributors along this defense. So, a major role reversal from the 35, 40, 45 points FBA was putting up consistently the past three seasons, but still winning results.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and Coach Stock has been uh, already talking about that defense. Uh, And, and again, uh, Coach Taggart comes in, uh, familiar with the area for, you know, back even when he was at Western, he recruited that area hard down there. And, um, you know, he, re- he inherited a-, a pretty good roster for sure. And he has made some additions in there as well to some key spots. But uh, l- let's start with the defense real quick. What do- what do you what has been the key to their success uh, to this point in the season?
10: Uh, I think it's been buy-in to Jim Levitt's 3-4. Switching from that 4-3 to a 3-4, it's allowed a lot of the athleticism to show up. And that linebacking core uh, has really been strong. Chase Lasseter, who came to FAU as a fullback converted now to an inside linebacker. He has been a revelation. And then you've got Amon Ross and Caleb Bryce who have been extremely strong. And really, I I hate to say it like this. uh, And uh, I I told Willie Taggart, he could smack me down uh, during our coach's show last night if he disagreed, but the COVID outbreaks really helped reveal some depth along the defensive line. And uh, so You've got names like Jalen Joyner, uh, who is top 10 in the nation in sacks, who has been really good. Evan Anderson, a 355-pound freshman who's been excellent. But there's a lot of depth there. And uh, nobody really knew what to expect because there's a lot of turnover on the defense from the unit a year ago that helped lead the nation in turnover differential. But it really does start up front. Then the athleticism of the linebackers has really made this thing go.
1: Yep. Then on the offensive side, I mean, they were good early, but uh, when Javion and Posey uh, took over at quarterback, uh, just a whole new level of of problems that they're causing people.
10: Yeah, Chris Robinson was tapped to be the quarterback once again for FAU this year, and then July came, and he had departed the program, and that was a surprise to Willie Taggart. And so uh, Coach Taggart went into the fall having not met some of the guys' still face-to-face on that roster, coming in with a new coaching staff and had to really adjust to a quarterback on the fly. And Nick Tronti, uh, the, the only quarterback in that room who had any sort of experience and uh, helped FAU get off to a consistent start, at least get their bearings. But JV Posey is dynamic. He was a wide receiver last year. Uh, he caught a touchdown pass in the Boca Raton Bowl blowout of SMU, and now he is the redshirt freshman starting quarterback, but he is athletic. Last year, or last week, I should say, a 70-yard touchdown run. That was the longest run for any FAU quarterback in the history of the program. So he is lightning quick. He is still raw as a passer, but, man, his athleticism is through the roof, and the learning curve continues for him.
1: Are you telling me that Rusty Smith never had a 70-yard run?
10: (laughs) I tell you what, uh, I'm going to see Rusty, I believe, on Saturday, and I'm going to make sure that he knows. That there's no way he ever came close
1: to a 70-yard run. I tell you, I know Rusty has been living in this area since uh, since he played for the Titans, and he's been a been a great uh, community person up here. But uh, you know, this this you know here we are down the stretch, or you know, are are you all you know taking it as you know, hey, every every Saturday is a gift uh, when you get to play.
10: It is, and, and and Chip, I don't know uh, how how you guys battled up there, but I have to imagine it's the same. And I you I know you and I are on similar wavelengths uh, a lot of the time. It just it, this feels so ragged and uh, so all over the place at all times. Where I found myself not necessarily paying a ton of attention to conference standings on a regular basis, and just grateful to get wins or to even be uh, work on a Saturday and seeing college football and uh, just what what these student athletes and what these coaching staffs are going through, and I know Coach Stock is listening on this, it is is really Herculean and uh, a, a major hat tip and major credit to getting the college football season in when every indication is that it shouldn't be able to go off like it has.
1: Yeah, and now we're trying to get basketball started up this week, too, so that has its own set of challenges. But yep. look, look forward to seeing you and Chris on uh, Saturday, and uh, hope we have a good weather day. I think it's going to be all right.
10: Awesome, Chip. You're the best. Appreciated. it. See you in a couple of days. Coach Stock, thank you.
1: Good deal. Thank you. Ken Levicka joining us on uh, Rick Stocks Still Live tonight. We'll take a timeout. More with Coach after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College.
7: Somewhere out there, math teacher school loans were forgiven, allowing her to focus on paying it forward, not back.
1: Somewhere out there, a parent
0: is breathing easier, knowing their child's college education will cost a little less. Somewhere out there,
9: the Hope Scholarship just helped a student open the door to a brighter future.
7: And they all have players like you to thank for the $5.5 billion raised for education. Because every time someone plays the Tennessee Lottery, education wins. The Tennessee Education Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun.
6: Every week, our Blue Raiders go the extra mile to make sure they're at their very peak. At Sunbelt Bakery, they do the same thing to make sure their granola bars are at their peak. Every week, Sunbelt Bakery brings new batches of granola bars from their bakery to your neighborhood. That's why Sunbelt Bakery's granola bars taste like they just baked them. Because they did. Try a Sunbelt Bakery granola bar today and taste the difference. Sunbelt Bakery. Bakery fresh
8: taste. No preservatives.
2: Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Coach Rick Stockstill. Have you heard about the MTSU debit card from Ascend Federal Credit Union? This card is exactly what you need for your busy lifestyle. Use it online and in stores. Purchases are automatically deducted from your Ascend checking account, and you can even add the card to your mobile wallet for ultimate convenience. Bank where the Blue Raiders belong. Ascend Federal Credit Union. Exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Ascend is
4: federally insured by NCUA. Visit us at ascend.org.
0: Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports.
1: Blue Raider fans, get ahead of the game with the best home services team in town for your heating, air conditioning, plumbing, electrical, and home improvement needs. Lee Company is the team to call 615-867-1000 or online at leecompany.com. Checking scores around uh, Conference USA last weekend, Uh, Western Kentucky, came from behind to uh get FIU 38-21 North Texas beat Rice 27-17 UTSA a winner over Southern Miss 23 to 20 and the Blue Raiders of course with their victory at Troy 20 to 17 on Friday night of last weekend FAU beat UMass 24 to 2 UAB and UTEP uh, were had been scheduled to play in Midland, Texas, and that game was postponed. Louisiana Tech and ULM in Shreveport was postponed, and Charlotte and Marshall were postponed. Uh, looking at this week's schedule, the, there's one game on, or was one game on Friday night, Southern Miss at UAB, and here within what the last hour and a half or so, that game has been uh, taken off the schedule. Saturday has Louisiana Tech at FIU. That's been canceled. That has been canceled too. Okay. UTEP at Rice right now is still on. I think, yes, sir. As far as we know. North Texas at UTSA. Uh, Florida Atlantic here at Middle Western Kentucky, playing at Charlotte. That will not be on Saturday. That will actually be a week from today, on Tuesday morning at 9:30 a.m. Uh, in Charlotte. So, uh, uh, what would pregame meal be that day, Coach? At uh, at 4:30 or 5:30 a.m.
2: Well, it, if Mark Owens is eating pregame meal, it cannot be spaghetti. I learned that. Uh, you know, last week uh, when we played Marshall that <laughs> we had to change it for Mark so we'd have some eggs and pancakes. So be something like that so Mark Owens could get what he wanted.
1: Uh, you know I, I, I've always, I know, I know one of the things you always have on your, uh, on, on your breakfast menu is grilled chicken on the breakfast menu. Right. I've never eaten grilled chicken for breakfast other than when I travel with your team.
2: Time to be healthy, Chip. <laughs> I
1: understand that. I understand that. Of course, uh, Nathan, our, our video producer, and I—we're looking for, we're Fried. looking, for, we're looking for the for the bacon, sausage, eggs, pancakes, biscuits, gravy, whatever we can find. Uh, <laughs> the uh, it, and Ken talked about it a little bit that you know sometimes the it, the way that this season has gone, and you're so focused on getting your game in that uh, a lot of times that you know, you forget to even look at, at where things are in the conference standings. We know Marshall's good. You know, Louisiana Tech has been good. Uh, Charlotte ha- has been good. Now, FAU kind of out of nowhere. You know, I, I started looking at them a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, what? They only have one loss. But uh, w- what is the uh, – from your vantage point, when as uh, this would be the last regular season, Game uh, across the board, except now they've added the fifth and twelfth. What, what do you think the league is kind of looking at those? Have they made a statement about relevancy of games as far as uh, how they affect the top of the conference standings, or how they could affect divisional championships, and how they're going to they're going to look at those?
2: Yeah, I think you know each school and conference wants to play as many games as they can, and um, you know, and then. Obviously, you know east I mean on each side, the east and the west, I mean, they've lost so many games that it's almost unfair, you know, Marshall is whatever they are in conference, five and o oh maybe four and o, oh, whatever they are, you know, and then others you know or two and one, or you know something like that, hadn't played near as many games uh it's almost unfair you know, that somebody else is in consideration with them. And, uh, you know, so they're trying to, you know, get everybody to play as many games uh, as close to each other as possible. So that's the only thing I really know about it. You know, everybody's trying to play.
1: So could there still be – I mean, they've they've already scheduled some games on the 5th and on the 12th. They've moved some – could there still be more changes to that schedule? Absolutely.
2: I agree, yes. You know, it's – I think everything's written in pencil, Chip. You know, I don't think anything's in ink. And uh, I think everything's subject to change. You know, just like what Charlotte's going to play Tuesday at uh, Western Kentucky. Then they got
1: FIU on Saturday after that.
2: And then they're supposed to play us on the 12th. You know, so who who knows what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, you talked about uh, Marshall being unbeaten and how they – you know in in everybody you had others that were like two and one while Marshall was five and oh well out west, it's been much more convoluted out there, and prior to last weekend, Rice was actually in a position to be in first place in the West because of winning percentage inside conference play,
2: yeah they'd only played three games, yeah you know, and that's that's the part that's they were two and one you know hard to hard to justify or or you know to make sense of, but I think, and I don't know this for a fact. You know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but I bet the West has lost more games than the East. And I don't know that for a fact. Maybe I'm just thinking because Rice didn't start till so late. You know that, but I know UTEP's canceled. North Texas has lost a bunch. Skips lost four games. The so, had their yeah. Issues. You know, so it's.
1: But uh, and a lot of that was. You know when you say, well, UAB lost a lot of games. Well, it's because they were playing other Western right. opponents, and and uh, we, there's been a major outbreak in El Paso that has caused UTEP and other schools some issues of playing in that city. Right. So, yep. so uh, but here we go. This Saturday it is FAU. They were all along. They have been scheduled to be the opponent on November 28th, and they will be here. Uh, that is on the schedule for this weekend. Uh, the change that they made uh in in Posey uh bringing him in as starting quarterback was that from you what you're seeing on film of them and what you've seen was that a situation where you had a real talented guy who you knew had a huge upside uh they had Nick Tronti, who was kind of the you know the the war horse back there that kind of got him started, but it was almost a matter of time before Posey got in there with uh with all the tools that he had in his toolbox
2: you know chip it is hard to say I mean, because Tronte played last year he's a good player uh, he's a good runner he's a better runner than he is a passer uh Posey is a better runner than what Nick Tronte is you know i I think you know they're they're lean they're you know, wearing their hat in the running game. You know that's what they want to be, and you know I think they felt that Posey gave them, you know, more opportunities to be successful in the running game than what Trani than what Tronte does.
1: Now defensively, uh, again, as as we heard, they uh, they're one of the leaders in the country in tackles for loss, total defense. Uh, they they have. What is the strength and what has given them the opportunity and allowed them to be as good as they are defensively in that three four scheme of jim Levitts uh what what kind of issues does it cause
2: well I mean they were the one of the best one of the they were top two top three at the worst defenses last year, so it's not like they were bad and all of a sudden they got good you know now they're you know they they've got good players they're going to play a lot of man coverage. Their secondary is good and athletic. Uh, they're physical on, on the corners, uh, but you know, and then they've switched to a three-four. Um, you know, they're going to play two four eyes with the tackles, and they're going to get the overhangs with the linebackers that, you know, are going to try to force the ball inside. And uh, so, I mean, it's still they're they're a good tackling team. They're very athletic. Uh, they got good players, and uh, so I think it's just a combination of. You know, you throw all that together. You know, they were good before the season started because they were good last year, and now, you know, they, they've to me, they've improved.
1: All right, 2.30 kickoff on Saturday. We will have our broadcast beginning with the tailgate show starting at 1 p.m. We'll take a final break and be back to wrap it up with Coach, give you some basketball notes as well. So that'll be right after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield IMG College.
0: Have you been hoping to win $1,000 a day every day for the rest of your life with the added excitement of a chance to win instantly? Well, with Cash for Life with Quick Cash, today could be your lucky day. Give it a try. Simply add Quick Cash to your next Cash for Life purchase for a chance to win instantly. But wait, there's more. Then watch the nightly Cash for Life drawing to see if you win $1,000 a day or week for life. Cash for Life with Quick Cash, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports.
1: Welcome back into the final segment with uh, Coach Rick Stocks. A couple of basketball notes. Women's basketball is scheduled to open at home tomorrow night against number 5 Louisville, and then also uh, a scheduled home game on Sunday with Vanderbilt. Those games will not be played. Uh, and uh, hopefully will be rescheduled later on but uh, those games will not be played uh, tomorrow night and on Sunday men's basketball they're playing down at the uh, Gulf Coast Showcase uh, three teams of the eight had pulled out of that event they've reshuffled the deck a little bit middle was scheduled to open tomorrow but will not play a game tomorrow but they will have games uh, scheduled on Thursday and Friday and uh, we will uh, raiders.com will have the Updated game times and opponents as they have uh, really uh, changed that event from a tournament to more of a round robin type event, and uh, you'll see that information hopefully before the night's over on GoBlueRaiders.com. All right, back home, you're off the bus, coach, and uh, back in in Floyd <laughs> Stadium. Uh, you've been playing some of your best football over the last couple of weeks, and want to continue that as you get home.
2: Yeah, we've been playing better, Chip, and uh, done a good job. We, you know, these last few weeks, it's time to play well at home. You know, we we've, we've struggled. You know this year we hadn't played very good at home so we need to have a good good showing this weekend and uh, again we, we're practicing good our numbers are down uh, at certain positions but you know it's no excuse we got to go out and go find it's an opportunity for some other guys to step up and play but um, playing a really good football team and uh, but we're excited about this opportunity
1: yep the team has an opportunity and as you mentioned some of these other guys uh, like last week you were short on offensive linemen but you may have gotten your best performance by that unit uh, all year long
2: yeah you know it's uh we were out three starters uh you know and and a couple backups you know so we we were very thin all those guys uh we played six offensive linemen you know the whole game and uh you know so uh and those guys did a nice job. You know, we, we weren't as good the second half as we, we needed to be or as we were the first half. But, you know, like, like I said, we played well. And uh, this game here against FAU, you know, is critical. It gives us a chance to, to still stay in the hunt you know, for a bowl game and everything, so we're excited about it.
1: Yep. Their style of play hadn't really changed a whole lot. They like to run the ball and play defense, and that's what they've been doing under Coach Kiffin, and now with Coach Taggart, not a lot different.
2: Yeah, you know, they're they're not, you know, as, taking as many shots in the passing game downfield as they did when Lane was there, uh, but this is a very good offense. It's a very ball-controlled offense uh, where they're going to run the, the quarterback. Their back is good, and they got – you know, big offensive linemen. So they're going to hang their hat on that. All right, let's go get them. I heard that. And have a happy Thanksgiving, Chip.
1: Same to you. For Coach Rick Stockstall and our video producer, Nathan Wallach, and Jake Wallman has been our studio producer on the radio side. Chip Walters saying thanks for being with us. Have a great Thanksgiving. Take care of yourself. Be nice to each other. And good night from the Blue Raider Network. IMG College.
0: Thanks for listening to Rick Stockstill Live, powered by Middle Tennessee Electric your locally owned electric cooperative and your trusted energy advisor tonight's show was also brought to you by ascend federal credit union the exclusive credit union of blue Raider athletics lewis bakeries bakers of bunny sunbeam and healthy life breads bud light whenever there's a game to watch there's a bud light there and ascension st thomas official hospital partner of mtsu The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Blue Raider Network.